information you need. The podcasts you love. This is the digitalzone.co podcast network. Ah, Domino's tweeting pizza emojis, Sony's new smart light bulb and speaker. We'll give you an update on Amazon's crazy drone delivery service. Science has found an insanely simple way to remove the song that's stuck in your head. The Verizon AOL marriage. And we bid a fond farewell to one of my favorite TV shows. Those are the stories we're talking about today on the Digital Zone. Let's go. Feeding your technology addiction. This is The Digital Zone, the daily podcast about the tech industry and how it's shaping your life. And now, here's the host of The Digital Zone, Patrick Wiscombe. Well, hey there. It's The Digital Zone, episode number 290 for Wednesday, May 13th, 2015. My name is Patrick Wiscombe. Thank you, as always, for tuning us in and taking us along wherever and however you're accessing the podcast. Let me uh, bring in the man who sits beside me. Well, not really, uh, figuratively. Every single episode, Brad Baird, the really smart tech guy from Harmon International. How are you? Hey, hey, Patrick. Good to talk to you again today. You're in your office at Harmon. Yes, I am. What are you working on today? Uh, Today, we're working on a top secret program that I can't tell anybody about because it's not released yet. (laughs) How's that? But okay. it's, a, it's an audio processing uh, box that people will actually really, really like if they need any kind of audio processing done. Consumer, or is this more of a professional type thing? This, this is kind of a prosumer kind of line. It's, it's, it's targeted for people in smaller venues, um, you know, DJs, roving guys, people that move around a lot, or just a bar or a small restaurant or something like that. So, yeah, you know, you can have the the professional guy come install it for you, or you can just run down to your local uh, retailer and pick one up, or you can go online and even buy it as soon as it becomes available, which will be in about uh, four weeks. Oh, that quick? I thought you were going to say it about a year or so. No, we're, we're, we're uh, wrapping this one up. It's getting pretty close to the end. Well, let's get to this first story. I've got a little bit of a backstory on this. Yesterday... I had TweetDeck rolling. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't, most people who listen to the podcast probably already know what TweetDeck is. Basically, I just use it as a river of news. So I have all my news sources, and basically it quite literally is a text river of, of news of all of the news sources. Mm-hmm. Now, for whatever reason, I, I do follow Domino's because I think they're a very, very tech-savvy tech company. Okay. All right. So there's the backstory. So I'm looking at TweetDeck yesterday, and I see all of these pizza emojis <laughs> roll across my screen. I'm like, is that trying to spell something? I was is trying, it? you know, I was looking yeah. at it with my head, you know, craned to the left, to the right, and I just, all it was was pizza emojis, slices mm-hmm. of pizza. That's all it Reporting was. Reporting the technology news and information yeah. you need to so hear. This has been the Digital Zone with your host, Patrick Wisco. Heard each weekday and afternoon right here on digitalzone.co. Uh-huh. Okay. Starting one week from today, May 20th, Domino's will let you and I, I do like Domino's. I yeah, don't, okay. I don't order it a lot, but I, it, I uh, I do like it mm-hmm. okay. occasionally. Anyway, they're going to let customers place an order by sending a pizza emoji to at Domino's Twitter account. 
So you have okay. to go to Domino's website first for a one-time easy order setup, which makes sense. I mean, obviously, you, mm -hmm. uh, but after that, the process is fully automated. So you can just order a pizza by sending a uh, pizza emoji, and there will be different types of pizza emojis. So if you want okay. pepperoni sausage, you just uh, send it to at Domino's, and everything else is already in their system, shows up in your door in however long it takes to get to your door. Okay, but... Oh, uh, all right. So my my initial reaction to to that is, wow, that's you know that's pretty cool and that's pretty amazing, but now so here's my second thought. The behind that is, isn't the whole point behind Twitter is if I send a tweet with that Domino's that everybody that's following is going to get that tweet, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh -huh. And so if I've got a million people ordering a pizza, don't I just suddenly get a million pizza emojis flipping across my screen that I can't read? Uh, probably. I, I'm going to assume that they've thought this through a little more than <laughs> what we have. <laughs> but, okay. But that also means that they're going to, uh, that will probably be, there will be some kind of Apple Watch icon that you can just, you know, little Twitter. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Get a pizza. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems to be the thing. And, and there'll be an emergency, you know, doorbell sitting right there next to your refrigerator. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Just push the doorbell. Well, it makes you wonder if they're going to come out with a physical button. I don't think so. You know, like the staples, that was uh -huh. easy. You know, the that easy button. button. Yeah. Uh -huh. But isn't that just like, uh, well, I don't know. It, it's pretty easy to, well, to hit that easy button, <laughs> but that'd be kind of cool to have a pizza just show up. Oh, there's the pizza button. There, we could okay, it's ordered. We could integrate this with the garbage genie, and oh. when you throw the pizza box away, it just automatically orders you a new one. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, we did talk, it was at the, G oh, it was the genie can, wasn't it? The genie can, yeah. G-E-N-I, genie can. You got to go back and listen to it. I think that was last, thir uh, last Wednesday <laughs> or Thursday's episode about the yeah. genie can. Anyway, so. did you, if you do want to listen to that, you can just go to uh, digitalzone.co. Got all the uh, the episodes there. Yeah. All right. So uh, it, it's a great idea. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a good genesis of an idea of how to use technology that we already have, but it's an interesting twist on. Well, you know, I never thought about doing it that way, per se, but it can certainly be extended to unlimited possibilities really but that's kind of my point I, I know this is a little bit of a gimmick seriously but isn't that kind of how we want stuff it, it, if if you're the kind of person that likes to order stuff online and it just shows up mm -hmm. this is perfect you know this will tie in with one of the stories that we have a little bit later but we can talk about it then but there's there's a lot of possibilities going in on this it would be my perception that most people either order it online i would say that that's probably the second most popular way first first most popular way picking up the phone <laughs> calling, yeah. calling Domino's. so this is just another thing oh and the app their app's pretty good too i've done it uh, both online i think their app is actually better than ordering online mm-hmm Switching over to the new smart light bulb. Now, I like this idea until I saw the price of $200. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so Sony is going to introduce what they call the smart light bulb, but it's also going to be a home speaker. Okay, that's cool in and of itself. Now, I'm kind of on an LED kick right now. In fact, uh, the uh, Creed light bulbs that are normally about $15, $20, bucks, uh -huh. 
the uh, the LED floodlights, you know, the uh, in the canisters. Right. They just right. went on sale today for five bucks at. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm just going to go replace everything in the house. So what you're saying is it's time to go get a whole bunch of those. That's what I'm saying. I've already ordered 18. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, all right, but uh, so this is the new smart light bulb. It is going to be an LED light bulb speaker. Takes a 360 lumen screw-in bulb and also adds a 2-watt 40-millimeter speaker on top of that. Now, I get it because basically mm. it's Bluetooth. Okay. So basically you've got, uh, uh, you're installing sound in your house without all the all wires. Right. At least that's that's what's intended to do. So here's what happens. You can screw in the bulb. No additional wiring is needed. Control the lighting and sound over Bluetooth with apps for both iOS and Android. A puck-shaped remote control is also included. Sony says the unique design of the speaker doesn't block the light from the bulb behind it. Instead, the light appears to reflect off the speaker, spreading outwards in all directions. Okay, so there's the logistics of how it's supposed to work. They are asking 199 bucks for the bulb in Japan. No indication how long the bulb will actually last, and what the users do when it when it <laughs> when it burns when out. It burns out. Uh, well, I would say replace it. I don't know that people are going to run out and replace a $200 bulb slash speaker. And that's a bit pricey for that. The bulb is set to launch May 23rd in Japan, so about 10 days from now. No word on a worldwide release. I don't see a lot of these. But see, this is why I like technology right here. These kind of stories, mm -hmm. I like stuff like this. I yeah, would totally I mean, do it if it wasn't so insanely, I mean, a couple hundred bucks, uh, yeah, you know, typical house. How many outlets do you have? Oh, and there's also no word if you can actually pair two bulbs together for stereo audio or pair all the bulbs together for sound yeah. throughout your house. No indication of that. It makes sense that it would do it, but you know, at least two it would be uh, nice. Well, yeah, and there, there's, there's definitely some potential behind something like this. I mean, it would be really nice if you could just simply screw in a light bulb and have little speakers all over your house everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And if you had, an, had a good enough app that controlled it, it would be just like your own little mini cell tower. As you walk from room to room, your music would follow you through the speakers in the house, which could also get kind of confusing if a few of you were competing with each other. <laughs> Can but, you imagine that you're trying to pair it with a bulb? Ah! Yeah. Man, which bulb am I paired to? No. <laughs> who, who is it? You know, and, and your your uh, your spouse walks into the room and she has her phone on and you got your phone on and she gets higher priority than you and so it changes from bluegrass to funky town or I don't know. I mean, funky you town. Could, you could have you could have a lot of fun with that, but at the same time, two hundred bucks a pop though, and especially then when the light burns out, you got to be able to change that. And how good are those speakers going to sound? And I mean, there's a lot of stuff, so kind of gimmicky. But again, it's it's a start down a road towards something that might be quite innovative at some point. This reminds me, go back to the mid-90s with me for just a second here, kind of that mid to uh, late 90s. Remember when they were talking about in-house networking? You just, uh -huh. you just plug stuff into the wall. I loved that idea. I really did. And, and, and it's, it is still there. It just didn't work the way that everybody thought it was going to work. Right. 
So, and, and now you have wireless, which is much more simple. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of kind of a cool story. Oh, hey, you know what? We have an update on uh, Amazon. Oh, yep. Do you remember Prime Air? Uh-huh. Okay, for the, the backstory is that Amazon wanted to introduce a drone delivery service. Basically, you order something, you hear the drone, takes off, it delivers something to you within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. See, this is the kind of stuff that I love. And... I was a fan of you were too, but you're like eh, this has got to, this is going to have to go through some FAA approval. So we now have uh, an update to this story because of a newly published patent, which updates basically the behind the scenes stuff of the Prime Air initiative, which is what Amazon is calling this. So we finally got the scoop on what they're really trying to accomplish here. According to the patent. The drones will find their destination by continuously tracking the location of the purchaser's smartphone. All right, so it is zeroing in on you. So basically a laser-guided, I was going to say a bomb, but, <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. you know that would get a little, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, here comes the delivery. So, so what you're saying is that you you go on your picnic and you forgot to bring... The, the bottle opener, you just pull out your smartphone and zip to Amazon, bottle opener, please, and a few minutes later, it drops down from the sky? Yeah, pretty much. Within the, in less than 30 minutes is what they say. So we, we pair this with Domino's pizza emojis. <laughs> you know, I've actually had that thought. And you're set, man. I know. You go to the picnic, you know what, uh, we're at the park, we need to have a pizza here. I've thought about this. Uh-huh. And I don't want to sound like a total nerd, but I guess I am. Uh, you know, what if you're at the park, order a pizza, and it just, you know, you think of how short distances are from the air versus on the ground. Uh-huh. Man, you can get stuff delivered quick. Yeah, you really could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, pizza. I would, I would say a drone that could actually get some speed behind it, because most of the consumer ones these days are not that fast. But if you live within, say, two miles of a pizza place, mm-hmm. they could drone a pizza to your house in five minutes. In fact, it might even take longer just to get the. Uh the pizza cook than it would to get it over to you get it over the bottleneck yeah. becomes the kitchen itself and and with the amazon drone service it can just bring the kitchen with it <laughs> amazon says that they're going to employ a variety of unmanned vehicles depending on the shape and weight of the product flight sensors radar sonar cameras infrared sensors will be employed to ensure safe landing zones are found. The unmanned vehicle would constantly monitor its path for humans, animals, modify navigation to in order to avoid obstacles. Now, some of that's the secret sauce that they're not going to go into, but mm-hmm. uh, some of it is just detailed in the patent. But, um, but those were the very things that we talked about. I want to say it was a, about a year and a half ago, somewhere right in there. That we talked about this, and these were the very things. These were the questions that both of us were bringing up. Yeah, and there and there's still a lot of questions to have. And I mean, on a little bit more serious side, uh, you do remember there was that one little town in Colorado that made it legal to shoot drones out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. If the, if they came by, uh, 
the the whole drone age is something that I think a lot of people just aren't thinking about, haven't really understood, but it truly has the ability to revolutionize everything that you do. It, it's it's pretty staggering if you stop to think about what you can do with these little drone guys now that just zip around everywhere. Uh, the probably the biggest problem we have is that the only time we really hear about drones is when they're being used in conjunction with military activity, and so they tend to have a negative connotation behind them. Yeah. And, until we realize that you know you can use these for a lot of things. I mean, imagine you're you're backpacking, you're out hiking, uh, you fall off a log or something you get injured uh, you got cell service you can have a drone quickly could get to you drop off some first aid supplies while you're waiting for the first responders to arrive uh, you know so so there's some very positive usages that could come out of this and and so it's just going to take a lot of figuring out you know how do we do this how how are we going to work things it's just like every other new disruptive technology that comes along it it takes society a while to figure out how to implement how to how to put this into play you know um, cars when cars first came out you know how do you how do you deal with cars driving down streets that weren't designed for cars and and so and now we've got the airwaves coming along you know how do we get right-of-ways how do we decide who can go where what are we going to use this for are we going to let people shoot these things out of the sky um i don't know there's there's a lot of room for for fodder here and how much control is the government going to have over over these kinds of things but I, I guess in, in one way, kind of kudos to Amazon for kind of pushing this to the forefront and making people think about it. And let's come up with a way to coexist, I guess. By the way, that's the reason why I like these kind of ideas. Yeah, it's far-fetched. But that's kind of why I like it, because it does force us to, to look at existing infrastructure. Yeah, there's some regulations that need mm-hmm. to take place. Trust the government. Trust the government. Trust the government. Did I just say that out loud? (laughs) I I think so. Must have been. Sorry. Edit right there. Uh, No, I don't trust the government, but there are some things that the government does very well. Is FAA regulation one of those things that they do very well? It seems like there's no crashes. Do they create lanes in the sky and altitudes for this stuff to take place? Well, and, and they just might have to. Uh,. And so I I don't know. There's there's going to be there there will certainly be some lively debate on this coming up in the next little while, Uh, especially in New York because you may have seen that article related to drones, but now the the taggers have figured out how to use drones to tag those six story tall banners they put on the skyscrapers that nobody ever had access to before. Yeah, and so there, there's always the downside. Well, that would be interesting. Uh, for anyone who's been to New York City, you know how skinny the streets are, generally speaking. That's not even getting down into the, the alphabet streets. That's not even talking about where Wall Street is. <laughs> Can you imagine a drone flying above your head about 20 feet, you know, mm-hmm. flying down, dropping it off by the George Washington, <laughs> you know, statue right there? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Let's uh, drop something off. Anyway, just we'll keep an eye on this story, but this is why I like having uh, th- these types of inventions because it does force us generally to um, anyway, it's just forward thinking. I do like that a lot. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, it, it'll be fascinating to see how this evolves over time. Uh, you know, you're at the stadium, the ballpark, whatever. Here comes your hot dog, just zipping right to your seat. Uh, are, are we going to let people do that kind of thing? I don't know. At the park, you're going to let people do that kind of thing. Um, are we going to? Is the new style of predator drone one that's going to come down and pick up the yappy dog that's just annoying you? <laughs> um, so, all right, to be continued. All right, next story. I should insert some kind of a uh, an annoying music clip right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just pretend like we're listening to Willow Smith right now. Whip your hair back and forth. Whip your okay. hair back and forth. Whip your hair back and forth. Whip your hair. Yep, you've heard that song, right? Uh, I, honestly, it, I don't. Old. I don't think I have. Okay, I'll. I'll you know, every time she, it, singing is kind of a uh, gratuitous way. Every mm-hmm. time she chants. And it sounds like she's caffeinated. <laughs> and it, now, granted, this song is, you know, probably five years old, somewhere right in there. Uh, you know, whip your hair back and forth, you whip your hair back and forth, you whip your hair back and forth, you whip it. You know, you get the point. That's all it does. That's all That's all it is, huh? That's it. So, you know what? Now I'm going to be singing that all day. Well, I'm going to have I, that, I know, <laughs> that lyric. All right, I know so, how you can solve that problem. Yes, yes. It, so science, so so you get something stuck in your head. You have a song that gets stuck in your head. According mm-hmm. to science, they found a really simple way to remove the song that is stuck in your head. Researchers from the University of Reading have found that chewing boring bubblegum... <laughs> by the way, what constitutes boring? That's what I was trying to figure out. It's like, what do you mean boring bubblegum? Uh, Does that just mean bubblegum's boring? I don't know. Maybe it's not a fruity flavor? Hmm. Anyway, chewing gum, boring bubblegum, will be enough to actually unstick songs from your head. According to the researchers, they say that the repeated movement of chewing gum combined with the action of your jaw disrupts the pathway that runs from your ear to your brain and thus help dissipate the music track that's stuck in your head. I whip your head. See, it's gone now. Yeah. It's no longer in my head. It left, huh? Yep. So in addition to these unwanted songs, chewing gum has also been found to have other effects on the brain, both good and bad. (laughs) In my case, man, I just get bloated because apparently I suck in a lot of air. (laughs) So... Uh, right. But that's it. Uh, that's just is probably unnecessary commentary, but it's true. So if, yeah. if you ever see Patrick, hey, you want some gum? I might just say, well, I might pass. Little TMI right there. Yep. Uh, uh, chewing gum can reduce cortisol levels, which can measure stress and anxiety. Chewing gum before a test is also beneficial, as it may warm up the brain. Forbes says that chewing gum for 20 minutes is on par with mild exercise in terms of sending more blood to the brain. So there you go. So if you get that, if you get a song stuck in your head, just chew gum. Okay. Well, that's that's one way to do it. You know what the other way to do it is? Have you you heard the other study? It's not chewing gum. No, what is it? It's just sing the whole song. Really? You have to go through the whole process? 
Yeah, you go because the the this researcher's theory was the reason the song gets stuck in your head is because you're usually only listening to maybe one or two bars of the song or maybe just the chorus mm-hmm. and the brain knows wait it's not finished yet and so it just keeps repeating it over and over again and so this researcher said just sing the whole song and then the brain gets that completion idea that okay it's done and then it goes away you like- have not heard whip your hair back and forth have you <laughs> so so even if you listen to the whole thing it's like oh, that's the whole song that's so all, that's, okay that's all there is. now after okay anyone listening to the podcast and brad i challenge you to do this uh after mm-hmm. we're after we're done recording mm-hmm. i want you to go to google and i want you to type right. whip your hair right. willow smith and I want you to listen to that. <laughs> and I want you to just listen to it. Are you cursing me for the rest of the day? Uh, pretty much. You will have to get some gum out. You okay. will have to get some gum out. Well, fortunately, I have a stick of gum right here next to me. All right. So just do it after that. Anyone listening, do the same thing. You saw the story that they're buying AOL. First of all, I didn't know AOL was still around, really. Uh, well, yeah, they are, yeah, but they, they've been sold and spun off, I think, more times than any other corporate tech company in the history of corporate tech. They uh, Verizon is now buying AOL for $4.4 billion, um, and uh, the only thing I wanted to add to that, don't, not only was it the dollar amount, but uh, who knew that AOL still had more than $2 million I think it was 2,100,000 uh, dial-up customers that are still paying almost 21 bucks a month. For dial-up? Yes. There's, well, there's something you just don't even think about anymore, dial-up. Um, you don't, but unless you live in a very, very strange, out-of-the-way place that just doesn't have any other options. I, You know what? I hadn't... The, I guess I've just moved on, and I, you know... Where I live, uh, mm-hmm. you know, CenturyLink doesn't really have, you know, high speed, or at least it didn't for a long time. So I was truly dependent for a number of years on dial-up, and and then it mm-hmm. finally came here, and I jumped all over it. Yeah. But frankly, I just forgot about dial-up. So that, that's why I was surprised that AOL specifically, that's not all the dial-up accounts in the world. That's just dial-up for AOL. Well, yeah, but AOL is pretty much the only people that still has dial-up, I guess, between them and Juno, actually. Uh, but it, it's it's a testament, though, as to why companies want customers, because they know there's always a percentage, especially in this type of a situation, of people that just aren't going to go anywhere ever. That's what they got, and that's just what they're going to have. The numbers are down. They were 3 million dial-up customers last year. So they've dropped roughly about 900,000 in the last, I think it was the last year mm-hmm. or so, somewhere right in there. I just thought it was kind of funny because you really don't think about dial-up anymore. I mean, think about the people that we run with now, and I, I know that we're nerds, but I, I'm talking about, uh, you know, our neighborhoods. Yeah. When was the last time someone said, oh, yeah, yep, have dial-up, still connect, 288, uh, baby. I, I I don't know of anybody because it's, I mean, honestly, the Internet is nearly unusable at that speed today with the, the Web 2.0 and the Internet of Things and all the things that we use Internet for. 
uh, unless all you're doing is email, then you know dial-up's fine for email. Yeah. But you can't really use dial-up for web surfing. Can you it, imagine? It just it just doesn't trying, work. Trying to listen to this podcast, load the audio over twenty-eight-eight connection. <laughs> it would take about. Four. Yeah, it would take them an entire twenty-four hours just to listen to it. <laughs> just download the app. Can you? Oh, that, yeah. That's the other thing. Do you remember when you used to get excited over a fast connection? Ooh, twenty-eight-eight. Ooh, that's a good connection. And then you'd get like a twenty-six-four. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you'd hang up and try and get a twenty-eight-eight, and then you'd have the. And then remember when they came out with the fifty-six-six modems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you'd connect at like forty-eight. Or something like that. I remember the exact numbers, but you're yeah. like, whoa, man, I'm flying today. Yeah. One of my favorite TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. CBS just announced this morning, really just within the last hour, that CSI, the original CSI in Vegas, not all the spinoffs, not right. David Caruso, <laughs> CSI Miami. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was such a poser. Oh, my word. And then you'd always hear the who in the background. You'd always oh, say his cheesy uh-huh. pickup line, take yeah. off the glasses, and now he's going to die. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the who, how they'd scream in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, the original CSI is officially going to end next season, but it is going to end with a uh, a movie. So I can't believe that it's going to wrap after 15 seasons, but the final two-hour TV movie will be on September 27th of, you know, later this year, so in a few months. Mm-hmm. The movie will include the return of uh, Grissom, uh, oh. William Peterson. He's the actor. Gus, uh, Gus Ke- is coming back. Yeah, I know. So Marg Hel- Helgenberger, she was, uh, what was her name? She was the kind of the uh, the redhead. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. I don't know, but you're going to hate Kathy, but I was, that's not it. You're gonna you're gonna hate me though, because I've I've only watched I think one episode of CSI from beginning to end. What? Really? Really? It 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 just never did anything for me, never. Ted Danson, who's part of CSI right now, is going to be moving over to CSI Cyber. By the way, Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Because I've been watching that one, too. I it, I don't have a problem with her. It just seems like she's cast wrong. She's cast as the big, strong character, and I'm like, oh, I'm just having a hard time buying her. Uh-huh. Is it, anyway, but anyone who knows the show, I hopefully probably feels the same way. I'm just like, eh, okay, it's good. Some of the other characters are more relatable, but it just sounds like she's memorizing lines and not really, I don't know, I just having a hard time with her. And I don't have an axe to grind. I just, I'm like, eh. Just not the right the right role, huh? I, I think it's a good enough show. Because mm-hmm. it does talk about all the crazy stuff that is really happening online. But it, it, some of the presentation is like, uh, I don't know. I, it's okay. It's serviceable for now. So CSI, the Vegas one. It is over. Over. Okay. September 27, 2015. So there you go. We'll go and wrap up today's edition of the Digital Zone. So for Brad Baird, thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome.
I'm Patrick Wiscombe. Thank you for listening. Reporting the technology news and information you need to hear. This has been the Digital Zone with your host, Patrick Wiscombe. Heard each weekday afternoon right here on digitalzone.co.